0: John Gruden, my new hero. Welcome to Pittsburgh, John Gruden. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of those two things. Tonight at PPG Paints Arena, it'll be Penguins versus Ducks the league's oldest team against one of the league's youngest. And if it ends up the way it should, based on the standings, based on precedent, Pittsburgh will prevail. And when that happens, everyone will be like, yeah, everything's fine, everything's all right. It's not. It's not. The Penguins just went through three hours of essentially sleepwalking ...against the Winnipeg Jets, and while the Jets are really, really good and put on a heck of a show here, that doesn't alter the home team's lack of effort. They went the next night to Raleigh and lost again for a fourth time, all four meetings, to the Hurricanes, and started playing in about the third period. Yay! You know, way to go. And I'm not even talking about, you know, when the goal came, or whatever, because the goal was a joke. And nor am I talking about when they did or didn't score against Winnipeg. They just had nothing for five periods out of six. They were completely non, not non competitive, non competing with two of the top 10 teams in the league. How does that happen? Why does that happen? And maybe above all else, how is it that Ron Hextall, in particular, continues to allow it to happen? Because you can't conceivably be thinking to yourself, oh yeah, this is a Mike Sullivan problem. Because Sullivan has a hard time communicating what he wants from his players. Because Sullivan's, uh, I don't know, not a great motivator. Come on. Come on, what's happening here? What's really happening here? There's a complacency. There's a general complacency, and it is at a level at which it is unmistakably complacency rooted in personnel, meaning A, the personnel isn't good enough, or B, the personnel doesn't feel threatened in any capacity to lose its employment. That's it. That's it. So, into that mix, comes, dun-dun-dun, Jonathan Gruden, my new hero. He's, let me find the Jonathan Gruden bio here. So I got to look up Jonathan Gruden. I know nothing about him, but I love him. Gruden, 22 years old. He spent all of this season with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. He's had uh, 11 goals and five assists, plus two rating. And out of those 11 goals, five of them have come in the past three games. Now, Hextall's whereabouts have not been shared with me. I did notice that he's been conspicuously missing from each of the last two Pittsburgh games, which leads me to believe that he's been attending the AHL games, which, coincidence or not, the team was having down in Charlotte, North Carolina, same state where the parent Penguins were. So if Hextall went and spent the weekend where he probably should have spent it, which is watching potential replacements, good on him. Good on him. If he just kind of took the weekend off or whatever, figuring this roster is just going to be on autopilot through his entire tenure, not so good for him. But Gruden, when you study up on him, is a guy, he's he's not going to be a a super big hitter. He's 5'10", 177. So when you say that he's physical and likes to hit, it's, it's a lot of... The same way that Josh Archibald likes to be physical and hit. It it doesn't matter much. You'll run up some hit totals and no one will even know you played. But he's also gotten credit from J.D. Forrest, the head coach down there, as being a spark plug, an energy guy. So maybe at long last, I'll have the answer to my longstanding question. Why is it that Jason Zucker is the only one who can ever get this team going or try to get this team going? And for the record, I asked Zucker that very question in those exact words after the Winnipeg game. Why are you the only option for that sort of thing? Should the rest of the team be doing more of this? No, I mean, I I like our team a lot. I think we've got Mm -hmm. a lot of guys that do a lot of good things here. And, you know, guys play different roles. And, you know, I'm a guy that can can do that stuff. So I'm actually pride in that. But, you know, everyone's doing well. You know, everyone's working hard and and trying to do this. See, my friends, that right there is the ultimate teammate. Ultimate teammate. Can't be topped. Not only is he the only one making any sort of effort to get this team's engine revved up on a nightly basis, but he also passed up a golden opportunity right there to make himself look really good and the rest of them arguably to look not so good. That's a great teammate right there. Didn't fall for the reporter's. Uh, hook there but I gotta tell you even though Jonathan Gruden is my new favorite player on this roster that ain't gonna do it that ain't gonna do it they're watching this team and I understand there are injuries right now I'm not blind to that missing Tristan Jari is a real thing Missing your top one, two, three, count them, your top three defensemen, Chris Letang, Jeff Petrie, and Marcus Pedersen, is a real thing. Missing two-thirds of your fourth line. I mentioned Archibald, but also Ryan Paling. Real thing. Has nothing to do with this specific conversation, though. Because usually when you're missing guys like that, you crank up the effort, not the other way around. And part of me wonders if just within the locker room, if maybe the Penguins don't feel like they're missing guys because they look and they see, well, look, Sid's there, Gino's there, Jake is there, Rusty's there, Raquel, Zucker, the guy who gets us going, (laughs) they're all there. So it doesn't feel like they're missing that many parts because they have all of their top six forwards and really the guys who've made everything go to date. But the fact is, those guys can't carry the operation without getting the puck from the back end, without getting support from the third and fourth lines, without the third and fourth lines raising some kind of hell to make something happen, to wear down the opponent at least a little bit. All of this is just this third and fourth line, more than anything else, and I'm sorry for being a busted record on this, needs a transplant needs maybe a total transfusion. That's the depths to which it's fallen. When we come back, J1Q... comes from scott who asks dk why aren't we talking more about relieving ron hextall of his duties his decisions have put the pens in a no-win situation they can't trade they can't demote there's no pressure on him because there can't be any call-ups he owns this mess and he should be accountable for it scott i'm not ready to do anything of the kind hextall has done more good than bad in my estimation in his tenure here the penguins have remained of uh, something somewhat successful operation under his watch, and yeah, I know I'm I'm not blind to the playoff failures, but I look at keeping all those guys that he kept this past summer, and I know that it was not some academic process, he was able to pull that off way better than I thought anyone could. And I'm not about to strip credit away from him on that. He also was the one who acquired Raquel for a second-round pick, and that looks like a wonderful deal. But you can't just turtle when the team needs you. And this team is only going to succeed, whether it's now in the regular season or in the playoffs, presuming they make them. If they can function in the mold that's intended by their head coach, it's not going to be the other way around. There is a way that this team needs to play, and I'm again going to focus on the third and fourth lines. My belief is that if these third and fourth lines provided even a fraction of the energy that was needed, nobody would be complaining about anything related to the top two lines. Maybe not even the power play, because you'd have more power plays, because you'd have more people drawing penalties if your third and fourth lines were doing what they should be doing. But to just watch it, to just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, no, this salary cap, and to complain about it, which he's done regularly and publicly, dude, no, nobody, nobody, nobody forced you to sign Kasperi Kapanen for one year at a low price, let alone for two years at $3.2 million each. Nobody forced you to sign Jeff Carter for two years at age 100. This was on you. This was a self-dug hole that never needed to be there. The kind that would pretty much require you to send Ty Smith back after a really nice training camp. None of the stuff that needed to be addressed from a cap standpoint was addressed. Brian Dumoulin is still here eating up $4 million and costing you goals left and right, including once again this weekend. Is there really no answer for that at all, other than to just shrug and say, oh, this darn salary cap? No, I'm not there to answer your question, but I'm also not going to tell you that I couldn't get there. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow.